from the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. A very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you as we are so blessed to be able to come together every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4 p.m. and then repeating those same nights at 10 p.m. I'm praying, my friend, you're having a blessed, happy, and holy day on this March 5th, 2020. A beautiful day outside. I hope you've had a chance to get out and enjoy this early spring weather. And today, of course, already Thursday, is Catechism Day. We're going to go back to where we left off last week in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the Mysteries of Jesus. You know, this beautiful season of Lent that um, allows us to delve so deeply into an encounter with Christ in so many ways, uh, through prayer, fasting, almsgiving, uh, spiritual exercises uh, that we um, practice. And um, I'm hoping that you're allowing us here at Domestic Church Media to be a part of your season of Lent and throughout the year, of course, but this beautiful season, these six weeks that prepare us for the glory of Easter. And uh, my friends, uh, today we're going to uh, go into the Catechism a little later on and uh, continue our teaching or the Catechism's teachings on the mysteries of Jesus. Before we do that, though, my brothers and sisters, we are going to pray. And uh, again, if you are listening on one of our Uh, domestic church media radio stations here in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, or you are listening to our streaming audio from our website, uh, the streaming audio on our mobile app, free mobile app that you can download for your mobile devices, or on the Amazon or Google Home speaker devices. Coming to you live also right now, uh, live video on the Domestic Church Media YouTube channel at youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia. And also video live on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia, and live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. And through those means and those um, Internet-based platforms, we literally are going around the world. So wherever you are listening or watching, I welcome you to the program and thanking you for being a part of this day. So we're going to pray. And as we've been doing this this, uh, month, my friends, this month of March dedicated to St. Joseph, I'm praying the Memorare to St. Joseph, and uh, this we uh, are praying because uh, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, just four weeks from now, uh, our annual Spring Radiothon will take place. And as we do every year, basically we place the Radiothon under the patronage of good St. Joseph and pray that this will be the best Radiothon yet. Every year, it gets better and better through you, your prayers, your generosity, my brothers and sisters. And so we're placing this under his patronage. So we pray the Memorare to St. Joseph. But I also invite you to pray as we pray these prayers for your special intentions. And a big Thanksgiving today, uh, we began uh, our preparations on the Radiothon. Uh, Had a wonderful team of volunteers who came by today. And I want to thank um, Diane and Colette and Kathy and Mary and Janet for being here and making the phone calls um, to uh, previous donors 
to see if they would be interested in becoming a matching gift donor. And I'll explain that after our prayer time. But we thank God for the, for them. And it's always a joy for me to see such enthusiastic uh, volunteers coming who want to give of their time, talent, and treasure to participate in this great apostolic work that is domestic church media and the proclaiming of the joy of the gospel here over our radio station. So we thank God for them as well. So let's begin now, my friends, as we begin all good things, that is, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we are going to pray the Memorare of St. Joseph. And again, my friends, I invite you to raise up all of your special intentions, whatever they are, now as we seek the intercession of our friend St. Joseph. Remember, most illustrious patriarch St. Joseph, on the testimony of St. Teresa, thy devoted client, Never hath it been heard that anyone who has invoked thy protection or sought that mediation has not obtained relief. In this confidence I come before thee, my loving protector, chaste spouse of Mary, foster father of the Savior of men, and dispenser of the treasures of his sacred heart. Despise not my earnest prayer, but graciously hear and obtain my petition. And here, my brothers and sisters, Let's raise up all of those special prayers, those special petitions that we have in our hearts right now. We have a wonderful family gathered here from across a very wide listening area, but literally anywhere in the world, someone can be listening and praying with you right now. And again, we ask good St. Joseph to assist us in our efforts to raise the funds necessary to operate this apostolate throughout the year during our spring radiothon, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. O God, who by thine ineffable providence didst vouchsafe to choose blessed Joseph for the spouse of thy most holy mother, grant we beseech thee that he whom we venerate as our protector on earth may be our intercessor in heaven, who livest and reignest forever and ever. Amen. And we're also praying, my friends, this prayer that Mother Angelica composed, and we'll pray this throughout the month with confidence. Uh, Mother, uh, as you know, the foundress of EWTN back in 1981, and uh, for now almost 40 years, uh, the uh, network, EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, which is now the largest religious media outlet uh, in the world, is completely operated on the charity of the viewers of that station, those to support it through their uh, generosity. So... We, of course, take our lead from Mother. We at here at Domestic Church Media are a nonprofit 501c3. We don't receive any advertising. Uh, we count completely on the kindness and the generosity of our family of listeners. And so we pray this prayer that Mother composed for an outpouring of funds. Lord, we ask you that you bestow upon us the funds so that we may continue to know and love and serve you. You know your enemy is after us and after your work so that it might fail. Lord, we ask that you help us, that you will give us the peace and the joy that comes from total trust in your loving providence. We place this in your hands. You know what we need. You know what it costs to sustain us every day, every week, every month. Bless us with your bountiful generosity. We ask this in the name of the Father and in Jesus' name. Amen. And now also, my brothers and sisters, will pray the prayers that Holy Father Pope Francis asks us to pray to St. Michael the Archangel, and to our Blessed Mother, the beautiful ancient prayer, the Subtum Presidium prayer. Holy Father Pope Francis asked us to pray these prayers specifically with the intention of protecting the Church against the attacks of the devil. And so we pray 
St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities. But deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, as always, my brothers and sisters, I thank you for joining me today. Uh, it's always a thrill when I can be behind this microphone and share uh, the joy of our faith. You know, and Sean and I were talking about this at breakfast this morning. You know, we, we as, as Catholics, we have the greatest gift given to mankind. You know, we have the fullness of all truth as we now look forward to our eternal life with God. We are members of a church that was founded by God himself, by Jesus Christ. No other church can claim that. No other church does claim that. Go through the history of some of these other Christian denominations, those uh, churches that have denominated from the Catholic Church, and you'll see who their founders are. But you go to the Catholic Church, and you know that the founder of this church, the church to which we belong as Catholics, the founder is Christ himself. And so we have the greatest gift given to mankind, the salvation that Jesus brings, and the promise and the hope of eternal salvation, life with God for all eternity. All that we have in the world today and all that, that surrounds us, all that distracts us, all that lures us away from God will be dust. But we know that our immortal souls will live on forever. And we have the opportunity every day to grow closer and closer in our encounter with Jesus Christ until that one day we have that eternal communion with him. <laughs> and that's what this is all about. You know, we can hear all the stuff. I tell you what, this coronavirus stuff, the, 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 the politics, the, uh, all that's going on in the world today, people are so lost and so confused because they don't have Jesus. But you and I as Catholics, we have not only Jesus in our hearts and Jesus uh, is, who is present with us, we're... Uh, here right now, but we have him substantially, really, truly substantially present to us in the Eucharist and in the sacraments. And what a great gift that is. And we want to proclaim that and shout that from the highest mountaintop. <laughs> and we want everybody to become part of this church. And we need to be a joyful people. You know, the, the theme of our Radiothon this year, as I said, it's April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. each of those days. But again, we don't preempt all of our programming. We do what we've been doing for the past number of years. We weave our way in and out of those programs. So all of your favorite programs are still on. But Bruce and Cheryl and I, we come in and out. We share with you. We encourage you to support us, pray for us. And uh, as we as we uh, begin the uh, Radiothon on Wednesday morning, April 1st, it, the, the momentum builds until we reach those last hours on Friday when it is so exciting. When people's hearts are open because they want to support this work. And when we do that Radiothon, my brothers and sisters, this year, our theme is We Are One Body. If you've been a regular listener to this program, you know 
that my heart aches at the disunity, the dissension, the division that we have in our church. I can't stand it. And I can't stand, as Pope Francis said when he first became our Holy Father, when people walk out of church uh, looking like pickled peppers. We need to be a joyful people. Yes, this is a penitential season, absolutely. But we know that we are being led to the glory of Easter, that glory of eternal life. And we need to be a joyful people and not be afraid to smile. I said, I wish people would just, when they talk about our faith, smile. You know, have a, open your heart to the joy that's a fruit of the Spirit. And rejoice in that. You know, if you, if you listen to this program or Cheryl and me on Fridays and you know, we have a great time. I, I love being with you. I, I, I love the joy of our Catholic faith. I love the joy of our gospel. I love the joy of being able to sit behind a microphone like this now in my 25th year of doing this to share that joy with you. And I hope that comes across. I hope you see that, you know, oh, I have my moments, let me tell you, when I, I may not be the most pleasant of people. But that's, that's a great fault of mine. But when I'm here with you and I sit behind this mic and I look into those cameras and I know you're out there listening or watching, I want you to be a joyful people. I want you to be a joyful Catholic. Smile, for goodness sake. I mean, you know, we, we, don't you think that our Lord smiled? Don't you think our Lord laughed? Don't you think our Lord had great joy in his heart? Don't you think the apostles? I always imagine the apostles after, you know, a, a long day of, of ministry. And at one point or multiple times during those three years, after a long day, and the, the, our Lord and the apostles settled down for a night's sleep, a night's rest after a long day of ministry, that in their conversation with each other, that there was joy. There was even laughter and sharing about what they experienced. We need to do that. Who wants to join a miserable church? Nobody wants to join a church of, of miserable old pickled peppers. You want to join, join a church that is rejoicing in the joy of salvation and the love and the charity and the compassion and the consolation that Jesus Christ brings to us. And that's why I get so excited about what we do here I get so excited about the prospect of what can happen uh, during that Radiothon to, uh, to receive the, the necessary sustenance that we need to continue this work throughout the year and grow. We need There's a plenty more people out there we want to reach in many ways. And so, as I said earlier, we had today a wonderful team of volunteers, lovely women here, Diane and Colette and Kathy and Mary and Janet, who are making phone calls to previous donors and saying, would you like to donate now a matching gift for our Radiothon? What that means, my brothers and sisters, is this. If you can pledge a donation of $500, let's say, as a matching gift, when we do the Radiothon, we take that $500 and we encourage people to donate so that we can raise another $500, and that $500 becomes 1000 If you can... Pledge $1,000. We can raise $1,000 during the Radiothon, and your 1000 now becomes 2000 And so those matches are very important. We've raised, I think, right now, I just did uh, what we've done so far up to this day, and we've not gone through all the lists. We've not heard from everybody uh, that we've called, and uh, we're still working on that. But just, just today alone, up to now, 
uh, we've raised about $22,500 in pledges, which means that if we can raise another 22500 during the Radiothon, that becomes $45,000. But we want to do more than that. That costs us $25,000 a month to operate. So I'm putting the word out there to you, my brothers and sisters. First of all, pray about this over the next four weeks, because four weeks from today, we'll be in, in the middle of our Radiothon. What can you do to support your local Catholic radio station? And that's another very important point. We are your local Catholic radio station. Yes, we're an affiliate of EWTN, an honored affiliate of EWTN, but we are your local Catholic radio station. We can bring you your bishop. We can bring you your priests here on this station. But we can go out, as we did on, on Saturday, and broadcast a local mass at the, from the Catholic Men for Jesus Christ conference. And we'll be doing the Triduum this year, uh, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, just kind of finalizing those details on where, where we'll be each of those days. But your local Catholic radio station, and I want you to pray about this. How has the Lord blessed you? And in this season of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, what can and will you do to support this charity, this apostolate that allows us to do what we do? If you can pledge a matching gift of $1,000, that means that that 1000 will become 2000 during the Radiothon. If you can pledge a gift of 5000 that 5000 becomes 10000 And yes, and I know there are people who can do it, pledge $10,000 or more. That gift will be doubled during the Radiothon if we can raise it, and I bet we can. So please pray about that. And if you're interested, please call me here. Now, there's no one here to take your call right now because I'm on the air, but you can leave a message. If you are interested in making a matching gift of any amount, please call right now and pledge it, 609-882-9357. That's 609-882-9357. Just leave a message, your name, your number, or email, and say you want to pledge and the amount you want to pledge as a matching gift so that Bruce and Cheryl and I can use that during our Radiothon to share it with our listeners and encourage them to donate. We have found that these matching gifts have been uh, a great impetus behind the giving of those who are listening during the Radiothon. My friends, you know, I've said it, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. The worst part of my, I love my job. I, I, I love my job and I thank God every day for what he has asked me to do. But the worst thing about this job, the thing I dislike the most about this job, believe it or not, it's true, and I mean it sincerely, is asking for money. I wish I never had to ask you for another dime. But I also have been given main stewardship over this apostolate. And one day, before the throne of God, I will have to give an account to God what I did as the steward of the apostolate. If I went to the Lord and said, Lord, we had to go off the air and shut down all of our stations and shut down our operation because we didn't have any money, he's going to say, well, did you ask for it? So that's why I ask. But I know you, every one of you who, who listens and watches, you, every one of our domestic church media family, you are so generous. And you've been so generous. I was going over some of the testimonies we received on our listener line. I'll give you that number in a moment. And people are so, it just, I tell you, I, I, get, I get choked up listening because I know it's not us. I know it's God working through this apostolate that is changing lives bringing people into a closer encounter with Jesus Christ like never before. Conversions, reversions. And my brothers and sisters, if you would like to uh, leave a testimony that we can play during our Radiothon to encourage others, please, you can call our, our uh, uh, comment line 
That's available 24-7. No one's going to answer it. You'll get our machine. It's a, it's a dedicated line just for you to leave your comments. 609. <laughs> I don't have this one memorized. I got to get it out here on my uh, little app because I don't have it memorized. Uh, but it is a 609 area code, I can tell you that. I should have had this ready in front of me. Here it is. 609-434-1257. You call that number. No one's going to answer it. You get the machine. You can leave a comment. What I'm looking for, uh, anybody who'd like to call in and just say, speak from your heart what the this radio apostolate has done for you in your life. 609 434 1257. That's 609-434-1257. That's the comment line. If you would like to make a pledge of a matching gift, we're doing this throughout the month, accumulating whatever we can in matching gifts. I had we had one uh kind gentleman today when he was called said, Well, I'll get back to you. Let me check my portfolio. Okay. And how many others can do the same thing? We're a charity, my friends. We're a 501c3, so anything you give to us, donate to us, is, is tax-deductible. But whatever you can do as a matching gift, so that when we start our Radiothon on April 1st, we can say we have this amount of money that we need to match so we can double it. And every year, we, I tell you what, we get so excited. So if you'd like to make a matching gift, you can call our main number and just leave a message. There's no one to answer the phone right now, but you can leave a message. 609-882-9357. That's 609-882-9357. Leave a message with your name, your number, your email, or just say, you know, I'd like to make a matching gift of whatever amount. No amount is too small. My brothers and sisters, no amount is too great. And it would really be a big incentive then for us as we do our Radiothon in April, uh, to encourage others to give. And I only, you know, this is the time of year we do this. I tell you, and I mean it, I've, I've, been, in, I've been encouraged and advised by some uh, to have more than one Radiothon a year. And I just, I can't do it. I, I figure we'll do it once a year. It's, it's an exciting three days. It's a, an inspiring three days. Um, and it's a very, very uh, um, uh, happy three days, joyful three days. Because we see the generosity of so many of you. So, again, if you'd like to um, make a matching gift, just call our main line, 609-493. No, I'm sorry. 609-882-9357. 609-882-9357. And if you'd like to um, leave a comment on our listener comment line, you can call 609 609- Four three four one two five seven. That's if you want to leave a testimony that we can play during our radiothon. Six zero nine four three four one two five seven. I'm excited about this, my friends. I love the spring, and uh, we always try to have our radiothon the week before Holy Week during the Lenten season because it is a season of prayer, fasting, and alms giving. And so we do uh, hopefully encourage you uh, and others uh, to help us out now. I have sent letters to all of the pastors of the parishes in our listening area. And so far, I've received, thanks, fathers, I've received some already, some returns, people, uh, parishes that have donated. If I have any of the pastors listening, please, fathers, 
uh, would you prayerfully consider helping us out? And if you, any of your, uh, our liaisons are listening, and maybe encourage your pastor to uh, help us in any way the parish can, or you're an organization, a school, um, a prayer group, because this apostolate benefits any and everyone, not even limited to Catholics. We're, 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 we're getting the gospel message out there to anybody, no matter what their uh, faith is. And we have had people of, of Protestant uh, denominations who listen and convert. And we have had people who have been away from the church who listen and return. And we've had people who are very faithful Catholics who are just fortified by what they hear here. You know, it was in, uh, in, in 1996, the first time Cheryl and I met Mother Angelica. 24 years ago, we met her for the first time. And Mother was the one who, who encouraged me to do what we're doing and inspired me. And two years later, I had another opportunity when, we went down to EW, when I went down to EWTN and I met Mother a second time. And I told her what my, what my desire was. And she, again, took my hands and said, told me what to do. And now, in, in, in the end of this month, we're going to be uh, um, going to the fourth anniversary of Mother's passing. Four years already. I can't believe it. It'll be five years next year. I'm hoping that the fifth year, someone will open her cause. As a, I, I believe one day she will be a canonized saint. But it was Mother. It was one-on-one, me and Mother. Mother and I, she took my hands and she told me what to do. So I'm just following what Mother asked me to do. And praying that uh, we can continue to go forward here. So, and I, don't, I know I spent a lot of time on this. I'm sorry, but I, again, I get I get excited. I got excited today because we had this this wonderful team of of uh, women here who were making the phone calls for matching gifts. And uh, I, it's almost like we can't wait for the radiothon to start because it's so it's so much fun here. We have a great time. Uh, another beautiful thing we do here uh, is we expose the Blessed Sacrament in our chapel. We have Mass at noon and then expose the Blessed Sacrament. And then we have a team of adorers who, throughout the rest of the day, each of the Radiothon days, just prays before the Blessed Sacrament and prays for success. Look, we're not taking any of this with us, you know? Anything we've accumulated in this life, whether it be material things or a portfolio or, or bank accounts, it's not coming with us. It's, and, and, and not only that, we have it only because God gave it to us. But I get very excited about this. So forgive me, forgive my enthusiasm as we now prepare this month in a special way for the Radiothon. As I said, I was spending my afternoon going through some of the testimonies we've received, the recorded testimonies. And I tell you, I, I do get choked up. I am so touched by what God is doing through us, weak human instruments. That's all we are. But what God is doing, and this is how the world becomes a better place. If we lived our faith authentically, if we lived our Catholicism faithfully every day, day in and day out, and if every person who considers him or herself a Catholic, him or herself a Catholic, and lived their faith faithfully, imagine what a world this would be. People are buying into the lies of the enemy when they believe they can pick and choose what they want in their faith. Oh, I'll take some of that, some of that, but I don't want any of that. No way. None of that. For me. No. Oh, I, ooh, that's very distasteful. I don't want that. You can't do that. As 
The old song goes, as Mr. Sinatra would sing, all or nothing at all. Either you're in all the way, Catholics, or you're not. Now, we, you know, we're going to see, if we've not already seen on Ash Wednesday and probably coming up Easter Sunday, many people who, you know, decide they're going to go to Mass once or twice a year or three times a year. Which, okay, I'm happy you're coming back, but stay. And why do people stay? They stay because they know that we have in this church the fullness of all truth, everything we need to take us home to the Father's house. Why don't people buy that? Why don't people live that? You and I, who try to live this every day of our lives, need to do it with great joy. If we're attacking each other and backstabbing and finger-pointing and accusing and uh, you know, uh, chastising each other for, the, oh, you don't do this right, you're not doing that right. You know, you, nobody wants to join that church. They want to join a church like the first century church. See how they love each other. See how they love each other. Where they would give whatever they had to the church because they knew. And my brothers and sisters, this is an apostolic work to Mr. Church Media. It's a, it is. It's, it's a work that, you know, is, is every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, bringing Christ out into the world. And now literally out into the world. Literally around the world. Cannot be done without you. So let me, we're going to have to go to break now. But again, let me give you that number. If you would like to pledge a matching gift, you don't have to send it now, just pledge it. We'll, and when we match it, you give it to us at the Radiothon. Any amount. Give us a call at 609 882-9357. That's the number to call right now. You'll get the machine because no one's there to answer the phone. You can pledge. 500, 1,000, whatever you're going to pledge. 609-882-9357. Uh, and if you'd like to call and leave a testimony on what your Catholic radio station means to you, you can call us as well. Again, it's a, it's a, um, a recorded line. You won't get anybody answering. Just get the machine, 609-434-1257. Call us and tell us what God has done in your life through this work, 609-434-1257. Call and pledge a matching gift anytime today, tonight, throughout the month, 609-882-9357. Take a break. Be back with more Catechism Day. Don't go away. Hi, this is Peter Herbeck, host of Fire on the Earth, heard right here on Domestic Church Radio every morning, Monday through Friday at 6.45 a.m. Join us as we seek to hear the voice of Jesus, who calls each one of us personally to follow him, to share in his life, his mission, and his destiny, and to live the high adventure of Catholic discipleship. I hope you can join us every morning, 6.45 a.m. on Domestic Church Radio. God bless you. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, 
we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Turn over the pages of sacred scripture. What do you find? You find a record of men to whom God has spoken. And you'll also find a record of men who listened to him. In other words, scripture is fulfilled in concrete living dialogues. Now, men do not always want that dialogue with God. At one time, they desire it. At another time... They fear it. Adam was afraid when God called him in the garden. Cain was afraid when God spoke to him. Moses was afraid before the burning bush. When you and I have a dialogue with God, what makes it up? One thing that makes it up is, first of all, a consciousness of our own sin. And the other is the voice of God urging us to confess it, to seek his mercy. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. From Bristol to Browns Mills. Shrewsbury to Solberry. Atlantic Highlands to Allentown. Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley. From Lawrenceville to Leonardo. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Welcome back, my friends, on this beautiful March 5th, 2020, a beautiful early spring day. I hope you're enjoying some of this gorgeous weather outside today and thanking you for being a part of this program. Uh, isn't it this weekend that we turn the clocks ahead, spring ahead, which means we'll have a lot more daylight at the end of the day, so that's nice. And uh, say some prayers, as I mentioned to you before, Cheryl and I are uh, flying down to EWTN on Sunday evening, and uh, Monday we're going to record uh, two episodes with Jim and Joy, and I think also uh, one with Johnette Bankvick. Johnette wanted to know if we wanted to be guests on her radio program, so we said sure while we're down there. So busy Monday for us, but um, we'll be back uh, in town the next day. So uh, say some prayers for a safe and uh, healthy journey. Speaking of healthy, 
Um, all, I think all the dioceses are doing this now, but this is officially from the Diocese of Trenton. Uh, there are some instructions on liturgical practices that are being observed at all parishes now here in the Diocese of Trenton. And like I said, I believe it's also happening in Philadelphia and uh, Camden and, and Matetra. But this is from the Diocese of Trenton. Uh, they ask that people who have flu-like symptoms or who are otherwise feeling sick should not go to Mass or other church gatherings. So if you're sick and you're feeling like you might have the flu or some other uh, type of uh, illness— don't go to Mass, they said. You know, the Lord understands. Listen to it here on the radio. We broadcast it, or you can watch it on EWTN. Uh, also, priests, deacons, and uh, extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion should practice good hygiene, washing hands with soap and water or antibacterial hand sanitizer before and after distributing Holy Communion. Uh, people are encouraged not to receive Holy Communion on the tongue. And the way that's worded doesn't say you can't, but they're encouraging you not because worthy, reverent reception by hand is preferred uh, at this time during this, uh, you know, situation that we're having with the, the virus. And the church does allow worthy, reverent reception on the hand. Uh, I know some people prefer in the tongue. That's fine. But the church also says you can receive on the hand. As long as the church teaches that now and allows that now, they're asking you that to be the preferred method of reception of communion, if you can. Uh, the practice of distributing the precious blood from the chalice is now suspended here in the Diocese of Trenton. And the practice of exchanging the sign of peace by any physical contact, handshake, embrace, kissing, is suspended. Well, that's been, a, you know, it's kind of a, a discussion we've had around here for years. Um, during the sign of peace, I, I always just hold my hand up and look the person in the eye and wish them peace. You know, peace be to you. I don't, I don't do the shaking of hands. Or <laughs> I once had someone ask me, because I rarely, thanks be to God, rarely get sick. And I once had someone say, why, you know, Jim, do you ever get sick? I said, no. And you know why? Because I don't shake hands during this. <laughs> especially if there are kids in front of me. Anyway, that's just me. But anyway, they're suspending that now uh, during the um, virus situation. I'm a little, a little wary uh, of the seriousness of this virus, only because I think the media has really, really overblown it. Um, and I was, you know, I, I heard that the state of California declared an emergency, the state of emergency in the state of California because there was one case of the coronavirus in the state of California. So they declared a state of emergency in the entire state. They've completely ignored that for the past year or two, they've been permitting people to do their business on public streets and leave used needles there. They don't see that as a health crisis. Uh, so anyway, I'm just, I think, I think the world has just gone a little bit awry, a little, a little crazy. We need Jesus. He's going to save us. And I, you know, as these, we hear about even some extremes where they're closing churches and things. I mean, it's just a matter of practicing good hygiene as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, those are the, the uh, liturgical restrictions and practices now that they want to, to observe here in the Diocese of Trenton. As I said, I believe the Archdiocese of Philadelphia um, and the uh, Diocese of Metuchen, uh, I didn't hear from Camden, but I'm, I'm assuming they're the same, are using the same practices. And don't get angry. You know, don't, 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 just, just 
allow the Lord to, to, to calm your heart. You know, be at peace. Be at peace. Uh, let's go to the uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church. And we're going to talk about the section from the Catechism, The Mysteries of Jesus' Public Life. Um, last week we uh, talked about the temptations of Jesus. Of course, that was last Sunday's Gospel as well. You know, our Lord, uh, this time of solitude that he took in the desert, immediately following his baptism, he was driven to the desert by the Spirit. You know, you know this, we heard the Gospel last week. And for 40 days, uh, went without eating. Uh, the angels ministered to him. And Satan came to him three times to tempt him. And we heard the Holy Father's Angelus message from that day. But now we're going to go on to the Catechism, beginning with paragraph 541. The kingdom of God is at hand. This is from the Catechism, paragraph 541. The kingdom of God is at hand. It says, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And the Catechism says, To carry out the will of the Father, Christ inaugurated the kingdom of heaven on earth. Now that the Father's will is to raise up men and to share in his own divine life, he does this by gathering men around his Son, Jesus Christ. The gathering is the church, on earth the seed and the beginning of the kingdoms. That's why I've, I've said it quite often here on this program over the past number of months. You know, we are called to build up, not tear down. Our church is not perfect. Our, our priests are not perfect. Our bishops are not perfect. Our pope is not perfect. Our people are not perfect. We could find a lot of fault with a lot of people from the Pope down. But we are all members of this mystical body. And this is why I said our, our theme for our Radiothon this year is we are one body. I want to build up the body of Christ. And as the Catechism says, it's the Father's will to raise up all men to share in his own divine life. And he does this by gathering people around Jesus Christ. And this gathering is the church. You know, we have opportunity in our church right now. As far as our worship goes, the, 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 the church gives us the general instruction of the Roman Missal, the, the norms of, of, of liturgy. What is proper? What is improper? What is acceptable? What is unacceptable? And we know there are two forms, the, the, the ordinary form and the extraordinary form, both permitted by the church. Some people prefer the extraordinary form. Some people prefer the ordinary form. As long as they're both uh, done correctly and properly, they're both acceptable. Not one is not better than the other. And so we shouldn't be at each other <laughs> saying that, you know, the way you do that is not right or it's not as good as mine and the way I do it is better than yours and I don't like that. And I, my goodness. 
We're all the same team here. We all have the same desire to see that we get as many people to heaven as possible, starting with ourselves. But listen to what the Catechism teaches, that to carry out the will of the Father, Christ inaugurated the kingdom of heaven on earth. And the Father's will is to raise up us all to share in his own divine life. And he does this by gathering us around Jesus Christ. And this gathering is the church on earth, the seed and the beginning of that kingdom. How dare we then in any way tear down? Now, granted, there are individuals within our church, both religious and, and, and ordained and lay, that don't do nice things sometimes and do horrible things sometimes as members of this church. But that doesn't reflect what the church is and the purpose of the church. Paragraph 542 says, Christ stands at the heart of this gathering of men into the family of God. By his word, through signs that manifest the reign of God, and by sending out his disciples, Jesus calls all people to come together around him. And you know, we have so many opportunities here in our listening areas, both here in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and around the world. Again, we never know where we're reaching, but we're going, we know we're going out there. For people to spend time with Jesus, to gather around him in his real, true Eucharistic presence. He is at the heart of this gathering of men, the church, the family of God. That's who we are. And by his word and through his signs manifest the reign of God, and by sending out his disciples... Jesus calls all people to come together around him. You and me, we are his disciples. But then the Catechism says in paragraph 542, but above all in the great Paschal mystery, his death on the cross and his resurrection, he would accomplish the coming of the kingdom. And then it's a quote from Scripture, and I, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. Into this union with Christ, all men are called. Every single one of us, you know this, you don't need me to tell you this, every single one of us has limited time on this earth. We don't know how long or how short that may be. But we know that when we were conceived at that moment of conception, when God infused an immortal soul into our bodies through the union of our parents that at that very moment we had limited time on this earth. We don't know how long we have. But we know we are here and we know we are called into union with Christ because of the sin of our first parents, we are now in exile. You know, a beautiful day like today, 
a gorgeous day. You feel that little bit of, of a warmth from the sun. You know spring is just a few weeks away, a couple weeks away. A beautiful day. Maybe you feel great. You don't have any worries. Even if you do, so what? You have Jesus. And we, we're living a good life. We have beautiful family and friends. We're not want of anything. And this, my brothers and sisters, is exile. Look around. Just right now, contemplate what you have. Where you are. The people who are part of your life. And this is exile? Imagine what's in store beyond this life. Because this life is, is fleeting. This life is limited. Just imagine. And that's why I hope, you know, as I said, I was listening earlier today to some of the beautiful testimonies that you're leaving on our uh, call in line. On how God has touched your life. Changed your life. And, and I, 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 I think to myself, and I'm totally humbled by this, that the, the message that we bring out, that God brings out through us, we are just the messengers, is encouraging people to live a life worthy of being called a child of God and, and helping people on their journey to the Father's house. Because our life here will end. I was listening to Father Groeschel this morning. You know, we have Father Groeschel, God rest his soul, a dear friend of this apostolate for so many years. Passed away now for over, for over five years ago. And he was, uh, the program that aired this morning was after his recuperation. Remember he got hit by a truck or a bus down in Florida? Uh, and he was in the hospital for a number of weeks. And he was saying he, for a number of weeks he, could, he couldn't even talk. That's how badly he was injured. And it was really at that point that Father really began to go downhill, slow down a lot. But as I was listening to him talk, and, and now I know that he's, you know, he, he has passed, and uh, he said it was hard for him to accept those things. But God allowed it and, and because we know that there's something way beyond this, that that kingdom begins here. The building up of that kingdom begins here and now. I, as I said, I'm, I'm now doing this in my 25th year of doing this Catholic radio thing. <laughs> I never thought when I was first asked to help a friend out 25 years ago who was, had been doing a, a daily radio program down on the station in Camden, New Jersey, and I just began to listen, became a, a fan of his, a, and, and eventually a friend of his. And at one point he called me and he said, it was, it was November of 1995. I remember the, the day. It was a Sunday evening, November of 1995. And he said, Jim, I can't do my radio show tomorrow. Could you do it for me? And I you know, had never done Catholic radio. I had done radio at college. I said, sure, I'll do it. And I remember I brought all my, my materials, my Bible, my catechism, everything John Paul II had written to that point in his pontificate. And it was at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I had an hour to fill. And I, I just 
remember, I just let the Holy Spirit take over and ever since. I never know who I'm talking to. I never really physically prepare, so to speak. I do in prayer and in, 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 in my, you know, asking the Lord where he wants me to go every day. But none of this is written down or anything. I just got to go. Just the Holy Spirit. I learned that a long time ago. And just share. Now, this is a very powerful medium that the Lord has blessed us with. And I know sitting behind this microphone, my voice right now is going around the world. That's a very humbling thing. So I better be right. But I speak from the heart. And my, my, I understand my purpose here. And the purpose of the apostolate is, is to build up the kingdom on earth, as paragraph 542 says in the catechism. He sends out his disciples. That's you. That's me. That's anybody who can do what we do as Catholics to go out and bring the, the good news to as many people as possible. And Jesus calls us all to come gather around him. And in the Paschal mystery, he's accomplishing the coming of his kingdom. And we're all called into union with him. Now, paragraph 543 says, Everyone is called to enter the kingdom. First announced to the children of Israel, the messianic kingdom is intended to accept men of all nations. And to enter it, one must first accept Jesus' word. The word of the Lord is compared to a seed which is sown in a field to those who hear it with faith and are numbered among the little flock of Christ have truly received the kingdom. That's you right now. Why are you listening to Catholic Radio? Because you want to be you want to be fortified in your faith. You want to build up on what you already know to live it better, to share it, to be able to comfortably uh, uh, bring it to others, right? Then by its own power, the seed sprouts and grows until the harvest. Paragraph 544 says, The kingdom belongs to the poor and the lowly, which means those who have accepted it with humble hearts. Jesus is sent to preach good news to the poor. He declares them blessed, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. To them, the little ones, the Father is pleased to reveal what remains hidden from the wise and the learned. Jesus shares the life of the poor from the cradle to the cross. He experiences hunger, thirst, and privation. Jesus identifies himself with the poor of every kind and makes active love toward them the condition for entering his kingdom. Jesus invites sinners to the table of the kingdom. Remember he said, I, I came not to call the righteous but sinners. He invites them to that conversion without which one cannot enter the kingdom, but shows them in word and deed his Father's boundless mercy for them and the vast joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. The supreme proof of his love will be the sacrifice of his own life for the forgiveness of sins. And you know, we always need to remember that, my friends. We can look at a crucifix, and most crucifixes that we see are very sterile compared to what Jesus really looked like on that cross. But the reason Jesus is on the cross, on that cross, the reason he did what he did is because of the sin of man, including ourselves. We, our sins are there, are, are, are responsible for Jesus on that cross. And we're in that beautiful time of year that allows us to begin to reflect on that. 
to meditate on that. I, I think, you know, we get to the Easter Triduum every year. It's a beautiful, beautiful three days of liturgy that allows us to enter into that Paschal mystery in such a beautiful way. It used to be that the world even recognized those three days. I, I, I remember, you know, when I was a kid growing up in the 60s, uh, my father would come home from work at noon on Good Friday. Businesses would shut down on Good Friday at noon to let people go and, and, and attend their services or just to recognize the fact that this is a solemn day. I remember my mom used to watch the soap opera as the world turns. That was her favorite soap opera in the days when soap operas were pretty harmless. But every year, and maybe there are some of you who used to watch that, that uh, I don't think it's on anymore, but uh, she, she watched it every day. That was her time. That was my mom's time from one, one, one to two or two to three, whatever it was on. But every Good Friday, they would end their soap opera by doing the seven last words of Christ. Imagine that happening today. People revered and respected that time. We'll talk more about this uh, next week. Now, Cheryl and I will be here tomorrow at 4 o'clock for Friday Live. I hope you join us then. We will be live with uh, the normal format, so please come back at 4. Stay tuned now for our friend Al Cresta. Again, if you would like to make a matching gift, call, please, and pledge a matching gift for our Radiothon, 609-882-9357. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.